2079. It's not too early to talk to your child about drinking. For tips on what to say, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. That's underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. This message brought to you by SAMHSA and this station. This is where Montana talks. Raven Harrison, great to have you here on Montana Talks. Are you kidding? I am so excited to be there. I'm so proud of Montana. If it wasn't for you guys, we wouldn't even know about the spy balloon. Well done, Montana. <laughs> <laughs> One of our guys on, on the radio station uh, down the hall from us, you know, on just the top 40 music station, He was, I think he was out having a beer on his back porch in Laurel, Montana, and he looks up and says, uh, what is that? And then does a little story on our website about it. And meanwhile, so did the Billings Gazette uh, photographer, Larry Mayer, and then they publish it, yeah. and we had a story, and all of a sudden, boom, they, they expose, uh, you know, what's going on. I, they, they would have never told us about a spy balloon over our heads if it wasn't for, you know, guys like Michael having a beer on his back porch, right? You got that right. i, I got to buy him his next beer, but that's how it's done. <laughs> so that is how it's done. Your News Talk 970 and 103.3 FM KBUL, your home for Fox News, Hannity, Bongino, and Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. This is where Montana talks. Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Well, you know, we are in the middle of the legislative break, the transmittal break. Uh, First half of the Montana legislative session is over. The state Senate wrapped up last Thursday. The state House wrapped up Friday. So they are on a one-week break. So, yeah, I sent out a note via Twitter earlier this morning. I said, hey, we are specifically leaving the phone lines open today because, you know, for one thing, we know there's a lot of lawmakers out there who now you finally have the time to call in and let your constituents know what you're up to. So we've got the phone lines open for you, 406 294 0970. And then uh, for those of you who don't serve in the legislature, well, now you know they're not stuck in a committee meeting. They're not stuck in a you know a hearing. They're not stuck debating something on the floor. So they're probably checking on cows right now, <laughs> and they're listening to what you have to say. So now you can bend their ear with what's on your mind. Or, hey, we got a bunch of other stuff to talk about in the meantime as well. So phone lines are open, 294-0970. Yeah, so at the uh, Lincoln-Reagan dinner in Dillon on Saturday night, uh, catching up with uh, our great listeners down there, and so many great American patriots. We talked about how we've been through these hard times before, and we had to survive a Jimmy Carter to get to a Ronald Reagan. And we know the policies that work. And if we can just get somebody back in the White House and get uh, control of the United States Senate, we can get these policies that work back into motion. But it was really interesting. I, I shared the same population uh, data that I just shared with you a few minutes ago where, you know, Portland has lost population three years in a row. California lost over 700,000 folks. Evelyn Pyburn with the Big Sky Business Journal in the hot sheet this morning notes that, you know, that New York, states like New York and Illinois have lost population in the last year. But states like Florida gained 1.9 percent in population. And Montana, along with South Dakota and several other states, 
are one of a handful of states that saw a population gain of 1% or more just within the last year alone. So the point being that people are fleeing these these depressed uh Joy Reid, you might want to call them hellscape cities in San Francisco, in Portland, and elsewhere in California, and they are flocking to the free states of America. Anyway, something Gary Cooper said decades ago seems even wiser today. And I saw this at Lawrence Reed's website. Lawrence Reed is the uh, uh, president emeritus of FEE the Foundation for Economic Education. And we had him on the show back in October, and he was sharing some incredible stories about his his time uh, back in the 1980s on the other side of the Iron Curtain, working with the, the anti-communist resistance. And anyway, uh, Lawrence Reed uh, shared a post back on February 20th uh, where where he says uh, this quote comes from uh, Montana's most favorite or most famous actor, Uh, Gary Cooper, and what he said decades ago uh, was this, quote, Our country is a young country that just has to make up its mind to be itself again. Uh, That's apparently a a quote from uh, Gary Cooper, who had been in several uh, great westerns over the years and uh, born in Helena, Montana. All right, uh, phone lines are open for you, 294-0970. Let's go to Greg in White Sulphur Springs. Great to hear from you, Greg. Yeah, the other day you uh, you were commenting that uh, oh, uh, at some function you were at or whatever that John Tester would not shake your hand. Yeah, and when I got I back have, from Afghanistan. Re- yeah, and that was before. Yeah, right. That was before my you know my days where I was you know uh, doing a talk radio show for over a, a decade like I've been doing now. Yeah. Oh, okay. Anyway, I think it was back in in 2012 or 13, somewhere around in there. I was in the Capitol. Um, Friends of mine from Virginia City, we were going to a, a meeting about tourism, and it turned out that um, John Tester was giving a speech, you know, addressing the legislature uh, down the other end of the building, and uh, we were all standing in the hallway waiting to go into the room where we were going to meet, and I find out later, Tester comes down the hallway shaking everybody's hand as he comes by. Well, I had my back in his direction, so I didn't even know he was coming. And I was talking to my friend Dan. Anyway, next thing I know, boom, he's right there next to me, reaches out, grabs my hand and shakes my hand, and then he goes and shakes Dan's hand, and then he keeps on going and shaking everybody's hand up and down the hallway. Anyway, so after that, I reach in my pocket and pulled out a little jar of pure, uh, you know, Purell, the hand sanitizer, and put some on my hands and and offer it to my friend Dan. And he says, what's that? And I says, it's hand sanitizer. You know, this is flu season, and you just shook hands with everybody in this building. And not only that, that was a damn Democrat. And he said, oh, yeah, give me some of that. <laughs> that was uh, that was pre-COVID-19. Well, see, uh, you know, I, actually, I, I shook Bill Clinton's hand one time. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm all about, you know, shaking hands with folks. It's just the, the kind thing to do. It's it's the right thing to do, whether you agree with them or, or disagree with them or not. But uh, old Bill Clinton, he was a charmer. How, how are you doing? You know, and he, he shook everybody's hands down that hallway. Uh, and so uh, there, there's some funny stories that came, uh, came out after that as well uh, <laughs> involving Hillary Clinton. 
it. And uh, but I've I've shared that story before on the radio, so I won't I won't take everybody's time on it today. What do you think? Did you see the the Helena Independent Record had a story about this gun grabber, Mark Kelly, the Arizona senator, the gun grabber in chief, uh, showed up uh, to to cheer on John Tester at the Mansfield Metcalf dinner over the weekend. Great. Yeah, I don't know how that how that gets how that uh, gets your message across. I mean, here on one hand, you're claiming to fight for Montana values, and then on the other hand, you bring a guy like Mark. This is where Montana talks. You're listening to Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Yeah, it was interesting. After uh, I uh, gave my remarks on Saturday night in Dillon, really interesting to hear what the local officials, uh, local elected officials had to say in Beaverhead County as well. Commissioner McGinley, Beaverhead County uh, Commissioner, he's been a county commissioner for 23 years. Uh, it was fun catching up with him because I remember his name uh, back when I worked on Capitol Hill 20 or so years ago, 20-plus uh, years ago. Now, Actually, yeah, 23 years ago, I was uh, covering energy policy uh, for then United States Senator Conrad Burns. And so I remember, you know, Commissioner McGinley from uh, from day one. But when he got up and, and, and spoke, he spoke after I had shared these, these population numbers, talking about all the people leaving uh, these tyrannical blue states and moving to the free states of America. And... And he said this, he's, and, he, and he referenced some of my remarks. He says, you know, I've seen more change in the last three years than I've seen in my 23 years as a county commissioner. That was pretty interesting. Uh, and, and I talked to them afterwards. He said, oh, yeah, clearly we've had a lot of people moving in uh, to Dillon and to Beaverhead County. And then I talked with another gentleman. He's kind of a, let's just say, a local appliance mechanic. And so he goes into a lot of homes, especially a lot of the newer homes or new folks moving in, you know, that bought these appliances, et cetera. And, you know, he was telling me you know, kind of what, what seems to track with what we've heard in other parts of Montana as well, that, that, that these new newcomers, uh, that, that they truly are political refugees who had simply had it with the nonsense in these other states and in these other cities like Portland or parts of California. But it was funny because he said, you know, when I go in and, you know, you're talking to folks, oh, where are you from? And they're like, well, well, and they kind of, you know, their eyes, they, they look to the ground. They kind of like kick their boots together. Well, well, don't hold it against me. But but I'm not one of those. I'm not one of those. They're very insistent that they don't want you to think that they're one of those other folks in Portland or one of those other folks in California. Anyway, so it was, it was, it was great to catch up with so many good good folks in Dillon over the weekend. Uh, 406 290 the number for you. Uh, oh, I was going to go to Jim in Great Falls. Looks like we, we lost his uh, phone line. Uh, Jim, call back in. I, I saw that we had you on another phone line, but I'm not seeing that line flashing red now. So let's go to Jeff and Polson in the meantime. Uh, Jeff, what's going on? Hey, good morning, Aaron. Um, yeah, uh, I want to take a very, very mild exception to proclaiming uh, Gary Cooper as the most famous movie star from Montana. He is certainly the most famous cowboy movie star. Um, but my father-in-law well, I was born in Augusta and went to school all over that area, including Helena. And he went to school with Gary Cooper, but he also went to school with another movie star, Myrna Loy. 
And I think she could rank up there with Gary Cooper as the most famous movie star who ever came from Montana. Ah, yes. And where is the the Myrna Loy Theater? I know I should know that off the top of my head. Where is the Myrna Loy Theater? Because she was born in, in Helena as well, it looks like here. Yeah, I think in, uh went to school in Raidersburg, too, for a while. Um, so, yeah, I'm not sure where the Myrna Loy Theater is. But uh, I just remember finally him talking about going to school with her and with Gary Cooper. And uh, that, that was his connection with fame. Oddly enough, Myrna was not his favorite movie star, female movie star. That would have been Mae West. Ah, interesting. We got a kick out of Mae West. Well, you know, it's it's interesting, too, when you think of Myrna Loy uh, coming out of Helena. You think of Gary Cooper coming out of Helena. and But, you know, you remember because of the mining history, like you go into the old Montana Club in Helena, uh, which is different from the, you know, the Montana Club restaurants that are all across the state. But when you go into the old Montana Club, well, you know, back in the day, there were more millionaires in in Helena uh, than there were in in the country, similar to the, the Butte mining history and the richest hill on earth as well. So that might explain why some of these acting greats uh, had also come out of places like Helena. Yeah, we have a we have a very rich history in a lot of ways, and I, I appreciate what you do to uh, get that history out there, and please keep it up. All right. Thanks, Jeff. Uh, appreciate the phone call. Great to hear from you. We have a rich history. That's right. Uh, and uh, let's let's uh, let's have a rich uh, future as well. Uh, is uh, is uh, the the line that I would say in response. Thanks for the call. Great to hear from you. All right, Jim in Great Falls is back. Uh, all right, uh, Jim. Thanks for calling back in. Sorry, we lost you there for a second. Hey, no worries. Uh, you were talking about AstroTurf a little earlier, and it got me thinking that I spent a lot of years chasing that green grass on the other side of the fence. And I used to drive the Hall Road in Alaska, and I worked on the Bering Sea digging gold. I did a job in England and Spain. And as I went along, I realized that grass is greener on the other side of the fence, but it's AstroTurf, and it's not as palatable. So I came home. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot a lot warmer places we could be in right now, but yet we, we choose to stay here in Montana, don't we? Yeah, you know, it's a great place to be, and I'm back here, but now I see people like Drew Barrymore now is cruising Main Street in Livingston with whoever that partner is she has with him, and so I'm not sure that home's quite the way it used to be. I think I spent too much time on the other side of the AstroTurf, and the AstroTurf has showed up here in Montana. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, uh, Drew Barrymore, I, I I should have printed up a news story about it, but I, I saw she was uh, she brought TV cameras and doing some reality TV show of her alone, but I, I, at least she's not one of the car Remember when they got booted out of Big Sky? Yeah. One thing, you know, I wanted that brought to Trav's attention a while ago, and I know it's about three minutes long, but if you ever have the opportunity to play the Paul Harvey 1965, If I Were the Devil, mm. it really plays to everything we talk about. Yeah, that's a great one. That is a classic. That one and, uh, uh, you know, uh, the the farmer uh, one that ended up being immortalized kind of in a Super Bowl commercial. That is an incredible one. And uh, much like uh, much like the, the book 1984, uh, so prophetic as well. Jim, great to hear from you. Thanks for the call. Next up, let's see, who do we got? We got uh, Skip in Hamilton and uh, a phone line open for you as well, 406-294-0970. Skip, thanks for the call. What's on your mind? Hey, thank you, Aaron. Uh, 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 when you brought up Gary Cooper, my heart was been beating for five minutes. Uh, and uh, he also had a wonderful ranch that was, uh, I'm going to say, north and northwest of where the Dearborn uh, comes into the Missouri River. 
in this amazing, beautiful country. And uh, they subdivided that a long time ago. And uh, I've owned a lot of property back up in there. And it's just, it's so wonderful. And, and it's, it's, you can get up the top of some of those hills and just see all the way to who knows where. So I wanted to uh, bring up to you uh, Bill Mercer's uh, resolution about how we choose our uh, Supreme Court justices. Maybe you know about this. It's uh, oh, something yeah. that if it, if it passes, I figured you would. So, I mean, if it passes, it would, I believe, turn into a referendum. And if that passes, it would, uh, it would become an amendment to our Montana State Constitution. I think that's the way that it works. And do I but recall I, right? I, do I recall right, Skip? Is this uh, yeah, Representative Bill Mercer? I think I. This will show you how nerdy I am. After the Lincoln Reagan dinner, I'm at the hotel in Dillon Saturday night, and I started watching the legislative press conference on on MPAN, and and it was when Bill Mercer was, I think, talking about this bill. If I'm not mistaken, isn't it instead of electing Supreme Court justices statewide, basically the governor would uh, would uh, would nominate, and the state senate would confirm similar to how the United States Supreme Court is run. Is, is that a good... Uh, good? You nailed it. Okay. You nailed it, but um, he, you know, he has a wonderful personal history as a, a legal eagle, and he was the United States attorney here in Montana, a U.S. Yeah. attorney. Uh, and and, uh, and I, I think of all the things that have happened that's so important for our future to... Uh, Clean up the soap opera, which which I I call it the soap opera of our Supreme Court. But uh, it, there's some other bills that failed. Uh, I believe if this is what's left, at least those are gone, and those are the ones that would have made partisan uh, our elections of judges uh, with a D or an R next to their name. I think two in the House or two in the Senate have failed, so they didn't they didn't make it through the break. But this is something we have to look forward to and for people to learn about during this break because uh, I think I've said to you before, legislation season is education season. And the people need to understand what's going to happen in the future one way or the other yeah. and to uh, be proactive about this stuff, and, not reactive. And they've only got 90 days to do it, and then they don't come back for another two years. So they have got to get the job done now, and judicial reform and accountability has got to be something they get accomplished. I agree with you. Skip, Skip uh, thanks for listening in Hamilton. Thanks for the uh, the phone call. Yeah, my take on this is whether we appoint and confirm Supreme Court justices or whether we still elect these Supreme Court justices, we, we've got to to bring about some accountability and some reform because what we have right now is is a left-wing mob on the Montana Supreme Court. Uh, I, I, for one, I, okay, if we're going to keep electing Supreme Court justices, well, I, I like – I like, you know, the idea that we would do it similar to how the Public Service Commission is done right now, where, okay, Northeast Montana can have a Supreme Court justice. Southeast Montana can have a Supreme Court justice. Why do why do all these Supreme Court justices have to come from this one little bubble and straight out of the 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 money funneling of the trial lawyer lobby? Right. I, I just think breaking up so there's more regional representation would be a really good uh, thing to do on that front. Uh, let's see, Tom in Bozeman, what's on your mind? We've got about a minute before the break. Yeah, hey, Aaron. You know, I'm not a conspiracy theory person, but uh, uh, I think uh, there's a good possibility that Ukraine and China have the goods 
on the Biden family's nefarious business dealings. And I wouldn't be surprised if they were blackmailing him. You, you, you give us this money or we're going to spill the beans on your conflict of interests and your money making in our country. Um, uh, they, they both, the, the Biden family sucked so much money out of those countries yeah. to be given them money now or poured so much money into those countries to be given them money and treating them the way they are right now. I, I, I think, uh, they very well could be, uh, blackmailing him. You, you keep paying us. Well, we're going to divulge what we know about your business dealings. In our- my, my question is this. What else is left to tell that we haven't already heard about, right? This is where Montana talks ag with Lane Nordland. Well, Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack will be the keynote speaker during the general session this Friday at the 2023 Commodity Classic taking place in Orlando, Florida. The general session will also include leaders from the five associations that present the Commodity Classic, including the American Soybean Association, National Corn Growers, National Association of Wheat Growers, National Sorghum Producers, and the Association of Equipment Manufacturers. I'll have more coverage from Orlando later this week, where some hot topics will include Mexico's attempt to ban GMO corn and what the wheat crop and prices will look like here in the coming months. When it comes to the beef business, there's no room for gray area. The decisions being made in Washington affect the future of the beef industry, the livelihood of your fellow farmers and ranchers. Your National Cattlemen's Beef Association knows there's what benefits cattlemen and there's what doesn't. Visit ncba.org to learn more. 2022 will go into the books as the third costliest year for weather disasters in U.S. history, totaling over $165 billion. Weather also caused more than $21 billion in crop losses for America's farmers and ranchers. And advocates say it demonstrates the importance of farm bill programs to help rural communities recover from weather-related disasters. I'm Lane Northland. Talking about the issues that matter to Montana. Statewide, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Yeah, uh, phone lines are open for you, 406-294-0970. We've got a few callers on the line, but uh, you might be able to get in if you call right now as well, 294-0970, and we'll uh, get you on before we uh, wrap up the hour here. Matt in Helena also sent us a message on the Montana Talks app. We were talking about these uh, historic Montana actors, famous Montana actors. Uh, Gary Cooper, who was born in Helena, and then a caller called in about Myrna Loy, born in Montana, and uh, yeah, Matt tells us the Myrna Loy Theater in Helena, former county jail near courthouse. It is a great revenue for film and live shows. In fact, I was trying to remember, is that the theater? Uh, uh, Mark Wahlberg, remember Mark Wahlberg? He played the, uh, this uh, legendary, un- incredible Montana priest in a recent film. I th- did they do the screening at the Myrna Loy? I feel like that's where Mark Wahlberg was at here recently for that screening. But uh, uh, more Helena news here in a second as well. First, let's get uh, let's get into the phone lines. We've got Michael in Helena with us right now. Michael, what's going on? Well, hi. I was just calling in to confirm that Myrna Loy is in Helena. 
There was the old jail at one time right next to the courthouse. Um, and they do, they have two stages, you know, um, theater, and, and they get acts, you know, great local acts. They also get um, performers from around the world that come in, you know, and, and uh, it's just a, a great little theater, um, historic, you know, um, nice rock. It's really very interesting. If you get to Helena, Aaron, you should go see it. I know. I need to I need to get to a show there. I think I, I, I had lunch with Kevin Terry there from the Montana Radio Company recently. I think he was just at, a, at an event there uh, just just like the weekend before or something and was raving about it. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, do you remember, is that where Mark Wahlberg was at when they did the screening for his film about the, uh, the, the, about the priest from Helena as well? I believe that is the case. I did go see the movie, but I didn't go to the screening. Um, but I think that's where it was. I think you're right on that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for calling in. Michael, anything else you want to share with listeners across the state? No, I'm good. You have a great day. Speaking thanks for of, taking wait, my call. Before you go, Michael, are you still there? Speaking, yeah, of, speaking of theaters, ha- have you ever been to the uh, the Big Fork Summer Theater or the Fort Peck Summer Theater up, up near, uh, near Wolf Point in Glasgow? You know, I have not. No. Well, you got to um, add. Am I missing something great? You're missing. Well, you, you you are. You got to get up there. Uh, summertime road trip. Uh, I, you know, it's. Uh, I I tell you, it's just incredible. They they built the playhouse at Fort Peck when the dam was being built back in the in the day. And the you know, and uh, it was like a 24 hour movie theater basically for the uh, for the guys who were building the dam. And and now it's just uh, they they do such a great job. And uh, there's a great Northeast Montana Veterans Memorial right there as well. It's. Uh, my my friends on the Highline are saying, stop stop telling people about it because they want the secret kept all to themselves up there. Yeah, I'm going to ask you the name of that again so I can write it down here. You do that. You do that. All right. Hey, thanks for calling in, Michael. Uh, great to hear from you. Uh, speaking of Helena news, we do have uh, some sad news uh, that I just received. Uh, in fact, Judy Rolfe in Helena uh, shared the news with me here. Uh, Chuck Johnson, uh, longtime Capitol reporter, Chuck Johnson passed away over the weekend. Uh, Phil Drake now has a story on the Helena Independent Record online. And and Judy shared this uh, with regard to this sad news. She says, you know, I always thought of him as a professional journalist. Uh, Even when I didn't care for the story, he was fair. He will be missed. Yeah, Chuck Johnson, longtime uh, Montana reporter, always just a class act. Uh, and, and really uh, worked hard to, to do the job and to, and to cover the story fairly. But uh, Phil Drake has this at the Helena IR right now. Chuck Johnson, a journalist who covered Treasure State politics for nearly half a century and was known as the dean of the Capitol Press Corps, has died. Johnson's wife, Pat, told friends he was supposed to have dinner over the weekend with his relatives, and when he did not show... They did a welfare check and found him gone, according to friends. Johnson, a graduate of the University of Montana School of Journalism, covered the 1972 Constitutional Convention and was a walking history book of Montana politics who was generous in sharing his knowledge with other reporters. So, yeah, sad news. He had covered uh, for a long time, uh, not only for the Lee newspapers, uh, their Capitol Bureau, uh, but uh, also had covered the Capitol for the Great Falls Tribune for several years uh, as well. Definitely a class act. Uh, All right, uh, let's get back into the phone lines here. Kate in Great Falls, great to hear from you. Well, hi there. Can you hear me? Yeah, we got you. Yeah, what's on your mind this morning? Excellent. You know, I really loved your idea of regional justices. Oh, yeah, for the Supreme Court, yeah. 
Actually, I think that's quite brilliant. We have so many underrepresented areas of our state. I mean, Macomb County is just as important as Gallatin County, but you rarely ever hear anything about what's going on out there. Yeah, it would, and in some ways, it's it's more important. I mean, there's a I think there's a lot of. I'm, I'm not discrediting the importance of Gallatin County. Don't you know? I'm, our listeners in Bozeman, I, I think, will get what I'm saying here. Is that there's enormous wealth in Gallatin County. Don't get me wrong, right? Uh, you know the tech companies and everything, but you think about those companies. They're 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 reaching a product elsewhere. They're reaching a customer base that's elsewhere. You know, out in in, in these parts of eastern Montana, the work that they're doing, the 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 economy in rural Montana is integral to supporting the rest of the Montana economy. I mean, yes, we sell products elsewhere, but but it's yeah. I mean, the the, the wealth that comes out of the ground, whether it's oil, gas, or coal, or chickpeas or lentils or or the beet or the cattle that are raised off the land that money turns mm-hmm. over and over and over again right here in montana i agree that's a great way to put it yes I, and you know when you were talking about regional justices i was like hey that's awesome and that's really sad about chuck johnson i'd heard that the old guard those old those those gentlemen who you know, just reported the news and did such a great job and covered things fairly. They're all disappearing, aren't they? Yeah, you know, Chuck Johnson, he kind of reminded me of like a Tim Russert. Uh, you know, Tim Russert was always a class act. Yeah. And Tim Russert, you know, Tim Russert, I, I, I know that his po- personal politics might have been a little different than my personal politics, but Tim Russert was always fair, and he wanted to do the job. Uh, and and that's why I loved Meet the Press back in the day. And, and that's how I kind of see a, a Chuck Johnson was kind of like a Tim Russert from Montana. Yeah, yeah, that's that, yes, yes he was, yes he was. Hmm. Well, you know, I wanted to add a little bit to the to the famous list. This is by no means all-inclusive, but, uh, you know, there's some people, you know, Michael Keaton is from Bozeman. Or he's got a place in Big Timber, right? He does, but he's from Bozeman, yeah. And we also have, like, Tom McGuane, he was a an author and a screenwriter. Norm McClain, we can't forget about him, he's from Zula. Yeah. Michelle Williams. You know, she's the Oscar-winning actress who was married to Heath Ledger. She's from Missoula. Oh, that's right. Yeah, she was the daughter yeah. of that guy who ran for the Senate back in the 70s against Bacchus, I think, right? Or, or the House? Yeah. Or, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And lest we forget Jeanette Rankin. Oh, sure, when it comes to famous uh, famous Montanans. That's right, yeah. Yep, yep, that's true, yeah. Yeah, she was, well, you know, you it, yeah. it's it's funny. They, they always praise her. There's the Jeanette Rankin Peace Center because she was anti-war, even uh, even World War II. She was even against World War II. Um, boy, they would call her an insurrectionist uh, in today's day and age because you're not allowed to question all the money going to, going to Ukraine, right? You're not allowed to question that. And I think at the time as well, I, there, you know, you can read. You know, documents, uh, you know, from people at the time who, you know, were arguing things on the floor and they said the same thing about her. They they called her un-American at one point because she was, she really did not want to see us in any armed conflicts. Yeah, that's right. Well, great, uh, great history lesson there. Kate in Great Falls, thanks for listening to KINX. Thanks for the call. We got Mario in Glendive and Representative Jerry Schillinger in Circle. We'll get to both of you uh, coming up right after this quick break. Silver.com. This is where Montana talks. 
Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, let's jump right back into the phone lines here, 406-294-0970. Isn't that kind of fun? I, I share one quote from Gary Cooper. I, I was I was, I was was sharing a story at a, at a Lincoln Reagan dinner in Dillon on Saturday night, and I ended up including a Gary Cooper quote, and now we're getting all these great phone calls from all across Montana. Let's take you to Glendive. We got Mario on the phone lines. Mario, great to hear from you again. Good morning, Aaron. Yeah, um, talking about meeting famous people, I'd like to share my story. Um, when I was 16 years old, I worked as a rigger, rigging department until 24 years old. And uh, in Denia, Florida, I, I met Diane. I went to swing to Cuba. We built her a chart cage. And then he comes to his yacht, you know, like two weeks later, four weeks. And it's uh, Evil Canillo. He had a motorcycle and a helicopter on the top of the yacht. We'll bring the yacht up and paint the bottom of it, you know. It was great. Wow. Said that we do that. You got So you got to meet Evil Knievel in Florida. He had a yacht with a helicopter on it, huh? And motorcycles, too. Of course. Yeah. What was he yeah. like in person? Oh, real guy. He's a real man. Yeah. Uh, very friendly to, you know. Butte, Montana zone. Yeah, I know. And Diana, the girl that went to swing to Cuba, uh, she might finally made the trip when in her 60s. Actually, she swam from Cuba to Key West. Oh, really? And she, yeah, she did. She accomplished that. Uh, Event. And and I know you're uh, you're one of our great Cuban Americans uh, uh, here. Uh, usually people don't swim to Cuba; they swim from Cuba, right? But if she did, she <laughs> <swim>. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, it's great. They're swimming. They're swimming from communism, not swimming to communism. Typically, yeah, yeah. I, I, young, yeah. Yeah, I was talking about the Iron Curtain on Saturday night at the Lincoln-Reagan dinner and uh, sharing this story from uh, Larry Reed uh, from Fee. And for the younger people in the audience, I reminded them that, yeah, they had the guards on the Berlin Wall to keep people from escaping communism, but they didn't have to have guards to keep people from escaping freedom uh, and and the Western side, right? Kind of like all the craziness we've seen in the past three years. Uh, these these liberal-led cities punished people who tried to escape, and people are escaping to the free states of America. They're not escaping for California. They're escaping to places like Montana. All right, we've got a lawmaker on the phone lines here during this transmittal break. Representative Jerry Schillinger out of circle. Uh, Jerry, great to hear from you. Well, good morning, Aaron, and it's uh, just fun to be home, and uh, first time in about 10 weeks, I got to settle in behind my desk and with a cup of coffee and listen to Montana talk, so I've just been enjoying the morning. Well, that's great. Yeah, I know uh, oftentimes you guys are tied up in committee hearings or floor debates, and so uh, so now's your chance to call and fill us in on what all's been going on. What do you want to share with folks across the state? Well, it's been a busy, uh, busy several weeks back there in Helena, and actually, um, you mentioned we're going to be back in session Friday. I, I head back up on Wednesday with the Appropriations Committee that I sit on. We'll actually be having a session Thursday morning. So we're bringing together all the work that the uh, subcommittees have done during the last 
several weeks in appropriations listening to different budgets for the various agencies across the state, and we will present them to the whole Appropriations Committee starting on Thursday and going on for several days, and that then will become the base for House Bill 2, which is the main budget bill that we'll be presenting here in a few weeks to the whole House. And, uh, and of course, as you know, in Montana, we have a balanced budget amendment, so we have to come forward with a balanced budget and uh, approve that before we can leave town. I kind of mentioned to you and Dylan Saturday night, I was talking about the show and how great it is that, you know, we've got we've got folks in downtown Missoula calling into the show, and we got Farmers in Circle calling into the show. we got great sources all across the state. But uh, what if you had to say what's the – well, and then I also talked about the le- the first half of the state legislature, and it's interesting. Here's the Republicans delivering over a billion dollars in tax relief, and then you contrast that with, well, what has defined legislative Democrats over the over the last two months? You know, while Republicans are delivering over a billion dollars in tax relief, the Democrats were dragging drag queens to the Capitol because they want them to read books to your kids. So uh, it just makes you wonder, man, what, what's going to happen in, in uh, the second half of this legislative session? Well, it, it's interesting you had mentioned that. While, I, while you were visiting with some of your other callers, I was just jotting down a few notes. And, and uh, yesterday I ventured down to Miles City to join Representative Kometz and Representative Gary Perry for a legislative town hall that the uh, local Patriot group was putting on down there. So we were able to uh, give a little rundown of what was going on in the legislature. And Representative Phelan called in and uh, and Senator Bogner as well. They zoomed in. And so um, we had a we had a good get-together. And, and one of the things that I kind of miss out on, I guess you could say, being on appropriations is some of these social issue hearings yeah. that go on in judiciary and some of the other committees. You're missing but, all the fun. Well, some of it, that's for sure. They get a lot more uh, blue notes on their desk than I do, that's for sure. 20, and, uh, 20 seconds to go. I apologize, uh, Representative Schiller. 20 seconds to go. What do, you, what do you want to share? I apologize. We're running out of time. Well, I would just share what you had, uh, what what I thought of earlier is that a lot of the bills that the Democrats have brought forward, they want us to play make-believe. They want us to believe that boys can be girls and girls can be boys, and our judges are nonpartisan. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a real make-a-leave one there, too, isn't it? 